today we had warm weather, rain, sleet, snow, fire, power outage. Where, where are you? I'm in Kansas. <laughs> all in one day that all happened at once. Wow. everybody my name is Danny Rose welcome to another episode of written in thorns and I am your host for this podcast uh today we're actually going to be circling back towards writing but in a different direction typically speaking we speak more on how to come up with ideas and today I'm actually joined by my guest Angela who is behind lovetreepublishing.com and they have an amazing software program called word lover and it is this, as their slogan calls it, control F on steroids. And I absolutely love that slogan. Where did you come up with the idea for that? Well, I mean, that's what it is. It's control F, only it's bigger. <laughs> so yeah, I, um, I needed to be able to find more than one word in um, a document. And um, this was for a previous career. So I did research and research and it was just, I couldn't find it anywhere, so I had to build it. And so I I learned how to program and I built it. And it was based off of the whole I needed more control over control F. <laughs> so that's that's pretty much how that came about. I absolutely love that concept because it's it, as writers, we all know the struggle of how many times have I used this phrase, not this word, this phrase phrase and the idea of being able to search for that phrase in something similar is fascinating to me I don't know how many hours and days of editing that would have saved me before I released my book if I had something like that how long has this program been available um I released it as a re-release version which is still in beta phase which by the way if you're interested in beta let me know because I'm I'm taking people for beta I love it um, but that's only been maybe a couple months ago for that. And hopefully by the end of summer, I will have it actually released in the final version, which will still be able to be updated as I see needed. But the final release has some really interesting features. So. I honestly, that's one of the things I love about software over hardware is you can do those updates and you can have those those things, those tweaks, those changes as it becomes a necessity, as your your growing audience and your growing service right. base say, hey, I also need this feature. Can you do it? And it's like, absolutely. Whereas yeah. if it's a hardware, it's like, nah, you stuck with this till we make a new product. <laughs> right? Cell phones. Um, you, oh, no joke. I don't, I, I just had to upgrade my phone I was thriving on my 12 for as long as I could like I'm I'm an avid Apple user everything in my life is Apple um I was so gut-wrenched when I had to break down and get a new phone especially for the podcast the first episode was filmed on my 12 and I can see the quality difference between the two yeah but the $1,400 price tag it hurts. It, it hurts. I, oh, I it hurts. <laughs> um, so can you kind of tell us a little more about the different features that Word Lover has that it offers, like what it does specifically? 
Absolutely. Um, it is actually relatively simple. It has three main parts to it. One, the work area where you take a portion of your manuscript and uh, you click a button, it pastes it in, it reformats it. it. It gives you a whole new perspective right from the start. And that's when you can start using the buttons to search different things and you have complete control over the word list. That's the feature number two. Um, the word list in a separate area, um, the A to Z list for potential typos that um, spell check and grammar check programs may have missed simply because they're not misspelled words. They're one letter off and they turn into another word. Mm -hmm. um, so they're hard to see then and they're not incorrect as far as spelling goes. And then the context won't allow um, a grammar check program to actually catch it. Um, so this is just one of those things that it's, it's a higher level of editing. And I'm trying to get this concept out there because I, don't, I can't tell you how many times over the years that that um, I was reading this awesome story and I was, you know, totally immersed in the scene. And then the editor in me or that just whatever, it just pops out. And I'm going, mm, there's a word. And it just completely took me out of the scene. So um, as I was developing the idea for something else, I was like, wow, this would be like so cool to be able to have in there to have that extra for um, for people who are are writing, editing, proofing. And then I've decided that, you know, it's probably good for students and term papers and bloggers and journalists trying to put out stuff really fast. Um, it could really help them be that extra set of eyes that um, that they may not necessarily get from somewhere else. Every writer or editor that's seasoned probably has a, a search and destroy list. That, mm -hmm. that list of words that, you know, you, you don't want to limit yourself when you're writing that first draft and, and you know, you're, you're getting the idea out there. So you don't want to limit yourself, but those kind of phrases and words are not going to go well in the final draft. So you want to be able to search them out. Well, um, I have a really, really long list of search and destroy or search and review closer. And it gets to be too much on the screen whenever you search the whole list. So I have it broken down where you can have 10 nameable sub sub lists. You can rename them. You can categorize them. You can have common mannerisms like looked and turned and the things that the characters do through the scene. Then you can see where you've been redundant. Like, oh, I've got this character. He's he's looked about four times in this paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> Something that you may not pick up necessarily as you're reading it because it might sound good. But if that's that different perspective that it gives you, and then as an editor, you can take that editor side, um, mm -hmm. you're a writer, and then you got to put the editor hat on and yep. the editor would be like, strike, strike, strike. And you're just reading it because it just, it flows like you wanted it to. But when you get that different perspective, you're going, oh, <laughs> let me look at that again. But these, instead of having to search them all one at a time um you can see them all together you can have 10 words on a list 100 words on a list it's only going to pop up if it's in the um if it's in the manuscript uh so it doesn't matter how many words it searches but like i said you can categorize them um you can search one word at a time if you want to and you can do that with a button click it's completely it's completely versatile so user-friendly the other feature that it the main um, is the way the words are enhanced when they're discovered. 
so you can have, I mean, they, they pop off the screen and you watch the video. Um, mm -hmm. They, they kind of really do. And it depends on what works for you. I have one with a really bright green background and the words actually white. And so that really pops out. Um, those were the glue word settings. And then I have the search words where it has the red background behind the words. But um, I've got tons of colors in there that they can change it to whatever works for them. If you can see it easier in that new perspective, you have a much better chance of catching things that you wouldn't necessarily catch in a in the same document that you've been reading it over and over. Uh, when I was doing one of my videos and I was preparing the material for it, um, I ran one of my little uh, blurbs through through it. And between two words that were enhanced, I realized that there was a messed up word and it wasn't <laughs> even enhanced, but it was stuck right in the middle. And I was like, oh, wow. So it, it gives you a new perspective. It really does visualize. It, it, it becomes such a habit, especially for us writers that we fall into like these two at least I've noticed these two categories that happen a lot. We either, our brain auto-completes whatever the thought was that we were having yes. because we've seen it so many times mm -hmm. or we get so stuck on this is how I need this to be because I poured my heart and soul into it that once that editor hat kind of comes in, it's right. like, do I really need it? And it kind of points out, it's like, you have used the phrase had had 87 times in this one chapter. Do you really need to say it had that much? Right. And the thing about Word Lover, two things that you just kind of like brought up. One, Word Lover doesn't actually tell you you're wrong. It mm -hmm. simply points out what you want it to point out and you make the decision. Um, there's no AI in there. You've you got a word list that you, you know, that you want to search um, mm -hmm. and it finds it and you look at it and you make the decision. And um, number two, as far as the editor side, uh, or not the editor side, but the um, the 87 times when you said you had had 87 yeah. times, it's not going to tell you how many times. It's not going to focus on a number. It brings no. it to your attention. You can see had, 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 had. And it's a little bit stronger than a number. It's oh, yes. Especially <laughs> for people who like are more of a visual learner. Right. Um, I, I've always been more of the, I can mix between visual or, or analytical right. and my son who has ADHD and he's possibly autistic, he's more of that visual. So if right. I can show him like, you know, Hey, this, this one page has like 18 different spots that are highlighted in green. Mm. I think maybe we should go look at that. That's actually a fantastic idea. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Redundancies, weak descriptions is a whole nother list. Big, small, anything ending in L-Y. So mm -hmm. you can search all of that stuff too. Um, like I said, word lover is actually very simple. The problem is getting the concept out there to mm -hmm. where people are actually thinking about it, where they can see what it can do for them. Absolutely. It's, it's a interesting, interesting and difficult challenge that I'm facing at that. <laughs> It absolutely is. So I, I do want to ask this question because there's, I, I've been kind of playing with word lovers. So I've seen this, but for our listeners and our viewers on YouTube, I kind of want to ask this question. What separates word lover from Grammarly? Um, one, it has no AI and two, um, it searches what you want it to find. In other words, okay. So with, with, and I hate using Grammarly or pro writing aid because they're great. 
they, mm-hmm. they do what they do. So I don't want to, I don't want to downgrade anything. This is different. This is, I've written everything in a word processor and that includes Grammarly or ProWritingAid and all those other ones who, you know, whichever one you choose. And that's great. This is taking it outside of that one, changing the perspective. So it's not still in the same one. I don't want to say same old, same old, but it really is. I mean, it's been there since you re- you created it. And then now you can take it to a new place, but it's not going to point out anything except what you want it to point out. Yes, in Grammarly, you want it to point out your errors, mm-hmm. but it's pointing out um, something you weren't really expecting. This, you're searching lists of words. You've got the glue words that you can visualize. You've got, um, you're searching destroy lists. It's, um, I feel like I'm kind of repeating myself, but that's what it does. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives you, makes you visualize it in a way that um, I think is more effective with the editing on that level. And it's not just for proofreading. Yes, it's great for proofreading, but it's actually for a couple steps before that. When you're getting, you're past the developmental editing part, but mm-hmm. more into the concepts or a little bit past that too, I guess. The the amount of glue words and stuff in there really makes a difference for the strength of your writing. The, the weak descriptions, that's, but that's, before the whole proof process um, that's more the the possible typos but that's part of it the whole thing so this kind of creates like an extra step between concept editing and copy editing right it is an it's actually a higher level of editing if you look at it that way it's um mm-hmm. it, it the different environment the visual perspective of it i think if people give it a chance and they see what it can do i think they'll really like it I think it's a great program. I mean, I wouldn't spend all this time <laughs> building it with this concept in mind if I didn't truly believe in it. Um, and I had to research every single thing because I, I have no background in programming. And I don't even count the 1992 basic class where I learned <laughs> to how to make C-Spot run, yep. run across the screen a million times and then stop. And I thought I was doing good. And that was it. <laughs> right. And, Actually, uh, that's- that's a really good opportunity for us to kind of like dive into your background. What what did you do before the concept of word lover came up? I, uh, I have a background in security. Um, out of high school, um, where I grew up, it was kind of um, you could you could be a nurse, which I wasn't cut out to be a nurse. Um, there was a little college, and, and a lot of people went in that direction, or you could be a correctional officer. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel this. Our options were nurse or farmer. Uh huh. Right. Okay. Well, where I grew up, there was a lot of prisons around, and um, so that's that's where I have my background mostly. I was a stay-at-home mom um for a few years, and I was an editor during that time. That was a whole lot of fun because I had the opportunity to do that, um, which is kind of unusual. I think I hadn't prior to that had that opportunity. Um, but I don't have a degree in anything. So I was kind of like, well, they're not going to want me. Well, um, I talked to, uh, this publisher and she was, um, she was like, well, here, edit this. And so I did. And, um, next thing you know, I'm an editor. So I was like, Hey, that's awesome. Uh, so I had that opportunity. Um, and then when I became a single mom, I had to go back into the security field and that's 
where I've been for quite a few years and did a career change uh, recently, well, in the last couple of years, so that I could pursue this. Um, and I really want to pursue more editing and get my book out there too, um, which I will be running through Word Lover, not just not just to um, put Word Lover through its paces, but to actually look at my writing finally. Right. And actually benefit from the same product that you've created. Yes. Yes. I had to, I had to focus um, more on the, the coding aspect um, and, oh, did it work? Did it do that? No, it didn't. Let me go back and fit trial and error. Oh my gosh. So much trial and error. I hope my Southern accent isn't too much in this. <laughs> oh, you're good. If it gets too thick, I'm going to end up marrying you because my family is actually from Kentucky and then from Texas. And, and I got family that lived down in Florida and North Carolina. Yeah. So like <laughs> I, my natural accent is a weird um, amalgamation of these different Southern accents. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. Growing up in Kansas, there's still that that little bit of country twang to everything here. But when I first moved here, um, I was in kindergarten and my accent was so bizarre and thick, my teachers couldn't understand me. So they put oh, me wow. in speech therapy class because they didn't like it. They wanted me to get rid of that accent versus trying to figure out what five-year-old me was saying in that thick Southern accent draw. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned how to fight it. So when I get around people with Southern accents, that, that starts slipping a little more and a little more and a little more. And <laughs> I got a friend of mine that I do my, my business with through Chaotic Rose who lives in North Carolina with her fiance. Mm -hmm. And I know that accent well. <laughs> every time I get on the phone with her, all of a sudden that accent starts slipping a little more and more. And then before I know it, I sound like my grandpa from Kentucky. <laughs> I try, um, I try really hard, especially at the beginning, you know, to, to make sure that I'm enunciating. But then when I get a little uh, excited, it's just, it comes out. <laughs> it slips. Yep. Mine's usually uh, either hyper excitement. And so then I start speaking really, really fast. Oh yeah. Slips, or when I'm angry. And I think I get that from my grandpa too. <laughs> um, hey, it happens. I try not to get angry. I have to, you know, the whole, um, the whole PTSD thing is real when you when you have a, a really bad relationship for a lot of years. Um, oh, absolutely. So um, I, have to, I have to do things and, and take uh, a lot of medication to keep me calm. I completely understand that one, like one, one of the elements with my channel, with my writing is I'm very open about mental health and yeah. I've done by the time this episode comes out, I've actually already released an episode about mental health and how I've approached it. Um, I have, I struggle with CPTSD. I have major depressive disorder. I have suicidal ideation. So like, mm. I completely understand you've got to find those, those mechanisms that work with you that are healthy. So have you heard uh, of something called EMDR? No. What is that? That is eye movement. Wait a minute. I, I I'm sorry I'm drawing a blank okay. on that one I will splice in a google uh definition right here for everybody so that y'all can see what this phrase means because I've never heard of it and I need to know what this is okay well it is a new approach that they have and they don't even know how it works and if you research it you'll find that um, I, I've actually experienced it I've, I've done EMDR um and it is it is something that I will do again. I mean, I, I they're kind of booked up right now <laughs> and I've had to not do it for a little while, but um, it, it helps you reprocess trauma in a way that it 
you actually process it. I don't really want to go into the details of it because I am not a certified mental health anything except certifiable. <laughs> right? No joke. If you are a certified mental health professional and you have a background in this process and you want to join in this conversation, kind of dive into how that works, uh, there is a link on my page to cool. my submission form. Fill that out. I'd love to have you on here so that we can dive into this process because this sounds interesting. I want to know more. Well, it really is. And the thing is, a lot of people don't even realize it's there and available. Um, I, I wanted to be okay. So that was, I did a lot of research and um, I finally found that process. So it's great. So another thing that I wanted to talk to you about is you had mentioned earlier that you have a beta program. Can you explain a little more about what that beta is and what the requirements are to be part of that? Right. Um, well, initially it was just a part of uh, me and some other people clicking around and making sure stuff worked, which I got most of it. I have some stuff and I need to go and, and uh, update and fix. They're minor, but um, now I'm at the point where I want feedback. I really would appreciate some feedback from people who would actually use this program um, to uh, edit their term papers, manuscripts, whatever. So it doesn't have to just be a writer or an editor. It can be a student, a professional who does business, uh, business proposals. Um, somebody who self edits and self publishes. I mean, it's truly, it's like having another pair of eyes. So getting the word lists developed even more, I've spent hours and hours researching the words for each of the lists, but I'm one person doing that. And there are so many different perspectives out there um, that I would love to get the feedback and see what will actually end up on the default word lists. Um, how the colors and stuff work together as far as, um, you know, what should be the default colors. Uh, I want feedback on that right now. I have a set. Obviously, there has to be something there. Um, and I right. think it's good, but I would love to know what others think and, and see how it ends up in the final version. Um, and just in general, the way it works, the features, the the click button there's a text editor where you can um you can edit like if you find a mistake you can go to the text editor make the correction in there and then um click a button called copy all and it copies just the text it doesn't copy the colors because you can enhance the colors of the text editor so that it it is uh, a contrast to what the other screen looks like so that it's easy on your eyes it's meant to be easy on your eyes mm -hmm. um and if it's not that, then it's not doing you much good. Um, so you want that different perspective and the ability to um, the ability to see what people actually think of the whole concept and what it can do for them. That I would love the beta testers. Um, so pretty much anybody who would use the product, I would love to make sure that they're actually working on something. So one of the other things that I've been kind of curious about is with WordLover, um, this is this is a software. So yeah. is this something that you upload your, uh, for example, I'm a, I write novels. So would I upload my manuscript to it, edit, and then re-download? Or would I be able to, like, how does that work? Okay, so um, if you don't mind, can I go back to the whole beta thing? Because I wanted to offer something. One, oh, yeah. No, you're good. It, it was, it's okay. So um, the beta is um, anybody that, that does the beta 
will have free use of Word Lover for the entire time that the beta is going on, obviously. But then once the final release is out, they'll get a year of the final release at no charge. So that's what I'm offering to beta testers. Um, now, your question with the um, how do you how do you get it? So you download it onto your computer. It's a freestanding um, or it doesn't operate off of the Internet. So you download it onto your computer. I realize that that's going to be scary for some people because if you have it's only available for PC. So I get it. Um, mm -hmm. That's why I'm trying to put me out there because I had it initially just putting word lover out there and I'm going there's so many scammers it's ridiculous I'm now I'm putting me out there so everybody can see who built it I built it so it's it does not access any of your information whatsoever what it does it is it accesses your fonts because it needs that word right. lover does not have any fonts it gets the ones on your computer um the date and time so that it knows that it is alive and it exists <laughs> what day it is um and then on a binary level the program which um that i built it in um which is visual studio so i built it in that and i'm sure on the binary level it has to operate in the system and mm -hmm. so anybody that would do that would kind of like know what i mean i think that's um, all right i i literally googled everything and learned everything trial and error and google searching and very much uh creative problem solving when you get this subscription um and it's not mm -hmm. even a real subscription um and when i say that it's not going to automatically charge a credit card period i don't have it set up to do that now i've heard that some people prefer that and maybe i could set that up to where it would automatically charge and then i get an email and send the passcode but mm -hmm. how it works is say you go in you download the free ver the free trial it's not a free version it's the full version um and you download it and you try it for seven days i have 24 hours to send you a, a passcode it's actually eight days free um i get that one day and you get the rest of the seven but you have full, you full access to it from the moment you you set it up um and then you decide you like it so you go in and you purchase you you add it to your cart again, and as it's a WordPress website, um, you add it to your cart and you pay for it. Now, there's a download. It's the same program. You can download it again unless there's an update. There's no reason to. All that does is send me an email, say you purchased it, and I send you a passcode. I recommend doing it at least a few days early and give me, you know, 24 hours to get you that next passcode. Um, other than that, I, I, that's it. That's it's. it's I don't have it set to where it's going to charge you if you, at the end of the seven days, you don't mm -hmm. get charged. There, there's nothing that happens um, unless you go in and do it again. So I yeah. don't like the idea of um, somebody using the program, then they get off of, uh, they're done with that project and then they move on and now they're still paying for something that they're not using at the moment. So yeah. And then it was, I benefit. That's what everybody says, you know, oh, you'll benefit. I don't, that's not right. I don't like it. Now I might, I might set it up that way where that would be an, an option if somebody really wanted it, but mm -hmm. I always want to offer it in a way that, um, if you want it, you'll go pay, you'll, you'll do it. And you'll say the credit card gets charged, not automatically if that, yeah. um, when it comes out in the final release, it'll be available month three months, six month, and year. 
Um, that's mm -hmm. the way I, I plan on doing that. And that helps with students. You might only need it for the end of your term, which might be three months. You have a, a full load of writing a bunch of stuff. You might need it for your full term, um, but you don't have to pay for a year just to use for three months, you know? Right. So, and there'll be discounts like for the, you know, instead of the month, if you buy three months at one time, it'll be a reduced, you know, and I'll, I'll throw some coupons out there and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. I, um, I actually want to build a community within Love Tree Publishing. Um, and I'm going to throw this out there because I, I've been toying with the idea. Um, there's a lot of writers who self-edit mm -hmm. and um, they, uh, they have a hard time. They're not used to editing a whole lot. They've just, they're, they're learning to do it because that they need to. Um, well, I've done editing and there's other people who have done it and a community where we have something called writer, author, editor. Mm -hmm. um, and my, my philosophy behind that is to pair people up with a moderator, like the two people who would like switch stuff. They might not even realize they're switching. There's a moderator who gets the stuff and says, okay, that's good. That can go. And that way nobody's getting a bad edit. You know, mm -hmm. they're not getting something where somebody has kind of torn them apart, but rather they've said, um, you know, this portion could use a little bit more description, maybe even the character's description, a suggestion. You need something more here. Um, but, but you have the other set of eyes on it that can see that. Whereas, as the person writing it, you don't always see what your work needs. So concept behind writer, author, editor is what I would really love to get started. It would, I got to get it out there somehow. And um, then if I get emails about it and people wanting to join, um, then, you know, maybe I can get that going. I don't know if you know anybody that would be interested in doing something like that, but to pair up the work um, for people who write very similar or, or the mm -hmm. same genre or whatever if we had enough participants and then have the moderator because I think the moderator is really important until somebody gets to a level of editing where they um they know how to express and they know what to look for oh yeah Does that makes sense absolutely so it's it's actually something very similar I I've been wanting to do something along those lines and I went through the the query process and, and I went through the shopping process with my book and I ended up opting to do a self-publish. Right. And oh. I ended up creating a my own little like indie publishing company called Chaotic Rose Publishing. And that's one of the big things for me is I'm not interested in hearing the teardowns. I know what my audience is. I'm not by any disillusionment that my book gravitates to like Everybody. millennials mostly gotcha. for like the marketing angle like I know who my audience is right but it doesn't mean that I need some editor that is only interested in a very specific set of novels mm -hmm. getting it and then telling me well this is stupid like okay but you're not my target so I don't right. care about your opinion on that I right. care can you edit this for me and if you're not interested I go find somebody else Right. And I, I absolutely love the idea of doing that. I've started a discord that's strictly just for authors, editors, writers, that kind of thing. But at the moment, I am the only person in there because I don't know anybody else in the community yet to kind of start building that up. Right. Well, I mean, if you're interested in building that philosophy up, I'm totally, um, 
I would love to be in that with you. Uh, Absolutely, to, to let's like do a moderator it. Because I can't stress enough. I've been in critique groups and critique groups are great when they are run properly. Oh, yes. When you, when you have a critique group with no, sta- no standards, no guidelines, and somebody, I, I, I literally did this um, years and years ago. I had a chapter, a cha- chapter one, and um, they got the chapter one and tore it apart for mm. plot and characterization the two very things you cannot possibly determine from one from single chapter, chapter one yeah you that's not enough time like there's chapter one is like your base level like right. this is hi my name is not here's the whole plot oh yeah totally oh, i was Lord. That would make me so fucking mad. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. um, I was very discouraged many years ago, but I decided I didn't know anything about writing. Um, And then I set out to, well, I mean, you see, can you see this? Yes. (laughs) These these are my, um, the books that I have collected over the years, by the way, this one is amazing. Choose the right word. I love this. Can you see how old this book is? (laughs) <laughs> yeah actually that's a well-read book <laughs> yes well it's um it's better than a thesaurus it gives you co- um the concept the context that words are used in mostly whenever it's great I love it but um no I I set out to um learn on my own how to how the writing process I guess is a better way of putting it um not just how to write but the writing process um and I discovered during that time I absolutely love editing I love to help um writers shape their stories um and I got to do that for a while it was it was awesome my um my first experience you know when I was an editor years ago of course I get the one that nobody wants to touch even though somebody uh, (coughs) acquisitioned it (laughs) so um anyway uh that one was a, a huge challenge but um the uh the publisher was rather happy with me at the end of that eight months that it took to do that it started at 8,000 words mm. and was almost nothing of a plot. And then we took it to over 16,000 words and formed a short story plot. And That's it, better. <laughs> yes, much. Um, so I hear 8,000 words and I'm like, I feel like that was like two chapters for me. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very short and no character development. The, the, the writer had a great, great idea. I loved what she was doing with it. But she hadn't developed it at all. And it was certainly not ready for a contract uh, from a publishing company. But somebody kind of dropped the ball on that one. Um, And, uh, well, anyway, it got fixed. So I love a challenge. (laughs) I I love it. And it's it's fascinating to me because, like I I told you before we started recording, um, I kind of come from the music world. And I the first time I ever got my taste of publishing, I was like, 10 or 11 my school did a poetry contest and so I still have the book where my poem was published because like I was so excited of course Uh, but then like the poetry became the lyrics the lyrics became music and one of the things that I love is in the indie music scene there is such a an outspoken and vocal community of just uplifting everybody like bringing each other up they're all together they love each other 
even if their music ain't the same vibe like I know a set of rappers and I know uh I don't know how many countless rock bands and they're constantly like yes absolutely and you know I I've seen posts from there's there's this one uh musician the the name on there is anger overdose and (laughs) he he is so great uh my friend melanie nick she does a podcast through chaotic rose called the nixus podcast she is uh always like he's always interacting with her page i get notifications all the time about the interactions between the two of them he's like did you check out my goddess nicks and <laughs> and did, you know oh my god danny rose did this he is one of the most outspoken supporter people i've ever seen and that whole community makes me want to help build that in the yeah. writing world because the desires are there i just feel like the follow-through so far hasn't been as vocal follow-through is very important it's uh yeah. if you don't follow through it just it, you drop the ball on things and things uh it's un, it's unfortunate because a lot of really great ideas end up getting wasted away um mm-hmm. when I first started writing and before I realized I knew nothing about writing I must have started about 40 different stories and got to about maybe chapter five was so excited started writing again <laughs> then never finished them so, yeah yes but um they definitely the indie crowd um pretty much anywhere there's the vibe that i've gotten is that there's no reason to tear somebody down to build yourself up exactly um, there's there's no reason to do that doesn't do anything for me to tear you down to build me up it doesn't build me up it makes me look like an idiot <laughs> so, yeah so. like the quickest way to look like a pompous asshole is to literally look at someone else doing the same thing as you and say i'm better than you really Last I checked, you ain't got a Peabody. <laughs> well, there's different perspectives on things. And, um, exactly. and my my way of doing things might not necessarily be wrong. I don't think so. But somebody else doing something similar but different mm-hmm. might not also be wrong. I mean, they, it's just different. <laughs> Absolutely. And in all honesty, I feel like the concept for this software with WordLover is very much in line with that aspect of you know this is designed by somebody that did editing to help us as writers as as bloggers as students to be that better level yes it doesn't tell you that you're wrong yes that's (laughs) That's my favorite part it doesn't it doesn't come in no it just poop and then i go oh i need to fix that (laughs) oh absolutely and i'm so much of that person where like if you tell me something i'm gonna do the opposite whereas if it's presented to me then it's my idea then i'll do it but if you tell me no i'm gonna be like fuck you (laughs) (laughs) right okay the um well the whole concept is the words on the list yes the there's a default list i made it that might not be what you want to have you remove the words, add words, delete the whole thing, start over. In the end, when you push that button, it's because you wanted to find what was on the list. You can change it any way you want to. That's that's it. There's going to be a lot of different things from the student aspect, from the um, from the professional um, professional journals aspect um, that may need to be in the word lists. And if I had um, a little bit of feedback. I might be able to make some changes that would would enhance it for each 
each different group that might use it. Um, like the gestures and expressions word list. Um, I pointed out in the live presentation that um, the gestures, gestures and expressions word list is probably going to be skipped by somebody who's not writing fiction or editing a work of fiction. Um, but the rest of them goes for anybody. The gestures and expressions list is a huge list. I've got stuff put on there, like worded in every which way you can try to word something to catch the gaze shifted or what whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, my the, the word lists are geared more toward uh, mainstream genre fiction. Um, I am a huge romance lover. Uh, um, that's actually the book that I plan on putting out eventually um, when I get it where I want it. Um, it's called Hide and Seek. And um, it's a, well, if you go to the website, I think you can still read the the blurb about it. Um, I just took it down the, I had the first eight chapters published on uh, on Kindle. But mm -hmm. I was encouraged to do that. I've decided I don't want to do that. I don't think that's actually the way I want to go with it. So I took that down. And um, so when I release it, it'll be full. Um, but I'm waiting to do that. Yeah, um, I feel you there. I started out on like Kindle Vela and, and all of that because everybody's like, it's the best way to get your book out there. And I'm like, all right, I'll try it. And, and, and there are those I'm sure who do great and successful with it. It is not, um, it's not for it's me. It's not something for me. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I've learned that I'm too wordy for something like Kindle Vela. Like Kindle Vela seems to work with things that are a little more direct in their expressions or especially the fanfic world i've noticed that it works really well for the fanfic world well yeah I, and it keeps coming it's like yes. it's published really really fast um and they could definitely benefit from word lover if they're publishing that fast <laughs> oh <laughs> absolutely i've i've lost count of how many times because i will admit it I have a Wattpad account because there are some days where I just want some kind of content that you can find on Wattpad. Okay. And there are some really good authors on there, but they would benefit from something like Word Lover because you start reading it and then you notice like this glaringly obvious error and you're just like, honey, if yeah. you'd had at least one other person look, you'd have caught it. Right. And it pulls you out of there. And I'm like... I now That's I feel like the I'm biggest thing. It's the biggest disservice you can do to a reader when they're so immersed, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh yeah, there's a real world around me. Yeah, seriously, you really get that far into a book, like everything around you disappears. I mean, as much as it can. Um, but yeah, That's true. And yeah, then suddenly there's walls. <laughs> yeah, and, and then you realize that. There. Yeah. And then you realize that, you know, it's 11 PM, even though you've already sent your children to bed and you're sitting in a bubble bath that no longer has bubbles because you've been reading. <laughs> Not from personal experience at all. No, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, oh, my wow. God. I love it. Well, I, I have kept you on here for quite a while. I appreciate your time so much. Um, guys, if you are interested in signing up for beta testing for WordLover, contact her. All of her contact information is going to be in the description box 
Um, it, we also will have a link to her website that is lovetreepublishing.com, correct? Yes, lovetreepublishing.com. And if you don't mind, add the YouTube account um, because that has all the videos, the how-tos and what it's actually about. So. Absolutely. Uh, so definitely make sure you check, um, check that out over there. I will have a link to her YouTube channel. And thank you so much, Angela, for your time. You've you. been a blast. <laughs> You're awesome. I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you in the next one. Take care.